0: All right, we are back on the Flow Track podcast. This is the Monaco recap episode. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. We're gonna talk about Shelly and Frazier Price dropping another 10 6. Faith Kip Yagon just missing the world record. Noah Lyles, dominant performance, and all the other highlights from the meet. Gordon, good afternoon. How are you?
1: It's good.
2: I'm doing good. It's nice having these back to back podcasts that are not at 9 a.m. I've been able to sleep in a bit. It's been nice. Did a noon podcast on Monday? Did a three
1: o'clock podcast today. It's nice. What time did you wake we up have, today? Uh seven
0: o'clock. Okay. Six thirty oh, your Dad, eight. I forgot about that. I'm not sure. It makes sense. But it is weird to have all these meets back to back to back to back because everyone's putting up that, you know, that Shelly and Fraser Price stat where she's gone st- 1066, 1067, and now a 1062 all within the past week, basically. But there's been that many opportunities to run fast because you've had two diamond leagues in a week, a really fast continental tour over that same stretch of time. And a lot of these athletes just feel like, you know, this is their time, right? This is their time to run the fast time. This is the time to get that post worlds uh, race that they wanted or chase that PR this is that opportunity. And I guess we should start with, with Frazier Price. You kind of called this one. You said she had another good one left in her. And she certainly did. 10.62, her second fastest time in history. And did it amidst a really fast race. One of the deepest races of all time. Because Sharika Jackson, second in 10.71. Talu third in 10.72. You go even deeper here. You know, sixth place was 1091. This was a remarkably fast race. But at the top was Fraser Price. Again, we said this was her best race or the best season of her career even before today. You add on her running the second fastest time of her career now. So there's no doubt about it. This is the best race of Frazier Price's or the best season of Frazier Price's career. Excuse me. Um, just a remarkable run. Just a remarkable run again for her. I think the rest of the track and field season should just be Fraser Price seeing how long she can run ten sixes for. We should have one meet yeah. a week from now until whenever she can't do it. Just keep going, a meet a week. We all congregate on the internet and we watch.
2: I mean, this is wild to look at. This ten her past four races are ten six seven, ten six six, ten six seven, ten six two. With the most three recent of those four races all within a five-day span august 6th Mm 10-6 august 8th 10-6 august 10th 10-6 that's an incredible five-day span for a 100 meter runner Uh, there was not a single like slow one it was all consistently all-time elite it's just incredible we I reacted to her after Salisa Diamond League, being like, this is not... She's going to give us mm-hmm. at least one more. And she does it again two days later. I was like, she's going to give us at least not one more. I'm going to say it again. She's going to do something... I still have yet to... We, I think we still have yet to see the the special, of the ultimate special. I think she's going to run something crazy in the Diamond League final. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I'm looking towards. I think sometime in September, early September, late August, she's going to give us at least one more. Because... She's given us no reason not to expect more. She just did it three times in five days. Mm-hmm. What's another one?
0: You know, it's pretty similar to last year. If you look at last year when she ran and beat Thompson Hurrah in Lausanne, and that ended up being, you know, a really fast race for her when she ran. I mean, that was her her PB, I believe, right in Lausanne. Yeah, ten sixty. Uh she ran well in Chorzow. Like she got a bunch of wins post Olympics. Yes, she lost to Thompson Ra when Thompson Ra went nuts at pre, but like she's good at this. She's really good at managing her races throughout the year. She's good at the one-offs. You know, some people are better in championships because they need the the rounds to get going. Fraser Price is obviously well equipped at that too, but she's also good at just one race, one and done, and and just dropping these ten sixes. So yeah, I, I really do think we need a race every week with Fraser Price running ten six or faster.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many more opportunities are there? Just at least two to three, right? Well, yeah. Do you, I
2: mean, do you think do you think she's like at this moment now? She runs close to her PB, runs another yeah. dominant win in ten sixty two. Where do you think she is mentally? Do you think she's still mentally on the, the track of I ain't done yet? Or do you think she's now closing the door on the season in, in her mind? Like, because there's really nothing else for her to do. Like, do you think she's still motivated to like see, see if she can squeak out one more incredible performance?
0: I think she wants a sub ten six, And I think she'll seek that out as long as her body feels right. And she is yet to we're still searching for that 2.0. I mean today was the plus point 4 wind is obviously a fast race because you look at the performances behind her, it wasn't a huge margin of victory in this race. So this one was quick, but she still hasn't got you know the tip top perfect conditions and maybe that never happens because those are that's rare. But I think she wants sub 106. I think she wants a PB and I think she wants to be in that that 105 club. And who wouldn't? Can you blame her?
1: Can't blame her. And I think she has a realistic shot of getting it. I mean,
2: 1062 plus 0.4. Yeah, you add another one 1.6 to that. That probably converts to at least a sub 1060, right? What would it be? What's a 1062 plus 0.4 converting? I'm going to do some 100 meter wind conversions with this That's guy here. I'm going to put during... it. So she ran Podcast. what? 1062, right?
1: Mm-hmm. With a 0.4 wind altitude we're just gonna assume altitude is zero monaco it's monaco, yeah, altitude. monaco monaco altitude what's the
2: Monaco? It's altitude?
0: Close to zero.
2: <laughs> okay so that okay what would that i don't know how to do this hold on oh and i switched this to women
0: yeah, you don't need to do minute. all that. Let's just – it's going to be fast. Don't worry about it. All right, so she's got LaZonne in two weeks that she could run, and she's got the Diamond League finals after that. As I mentioned, LaZonne is where her PB came from. But, yeah, it's two more weeks out on the circuit in Europe. I mean, I don't know if she wants to do it, but the opportunities are there for her. Um, just two weeks is a long time in a track season. You see people go from being sharp to not that sharp, or not that sharp to to running fast times over the course of of two weeks. So I would love to see it. At least two more shots. It would be the cherry on top of the season. Even if she goes there and doesn't even run by her standards, a fast time just to close out this season. Because then then it would come down as go down as one of the greatest you know, seasons of all time in the sport. Just when you look at her. Top performances and, and what she's been able to accomplish because she's been showing up to all these meets too. Yeah. It's not a situation where she runs four times a year and then that's it. Like she's racing frequently and running fast. Yeah. Um all right. Well, someone, let's see. Okay. Yeah. So Jackson, PB, 1071. Tulu, PB, and an African record 1072. Hobbs equals her PB, 1081. Um, I think I saw somewhere, you know, you can look up the fastest times by places. I think it was the fastest, like third place, fourth place, and I think sixth place with Daryl Nata's 1091 for, for six. It was deep. I mean, it reminded me of the Lausanne race last year, just in terms of, now that one was really top heavy because you had um, both Frazier Price and Elaine Thompson are all running in the 10 sixes, but it was just a remarkably deep race. and. I don't know about you, but when you saw those other people closer, you're thinking, well, wait, what, what's this time going to be? Like this wasn't Frazier Price in those last two outings where she won by these huge margins. They were right there. So, yes, she's the main story, but there's a lot of women running really fast right now, which is exciting.
2: Yeah, Leah Hobbs, timer PB, It's good for her. Mm-hmm. She kind of didn't have the the best, you know, worlds that she wanted. I'm sure she was hoping to get a medal. It was gonna be hard to get a medal though with Jamaica, but you know, yeah. <laughs> again, it's always good to like rebound from your high expectations with, you know, equaling a PB or getting close to a PB. So that's always good for her. And I'm sure she's gonna motivate her going into 2023.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So again, I think, I think when you look at what she has left to achieve in the sport, a lot of it is just attached to making the PB faster. That's why I would think yeah. she might, she might try to keep going. But two weeks is a long time, so we shall see. Let's jump over to the fifteen, the women's fifteen, Whew. which we knew Faith Kip was was capable of putting down this sort of time. She's run in the neighborhood, but this was just a bona fide world record attempt, and it was cool to see her get after it from the gun, having pacers, having very well-qualified pacers. Like you have Allie Wilson and Adele Tracy there, both like capable, you know, (laughs) elite level women on their own right. And that's the sort of people you need in place to get Faith Kipiag in the position to potentially get a world record. Wilson goes out 59-8. They go through 800-201. Kipiagon is at 1,200 at 3.04. It looked like, okay, she's slowing down there. She hit 63 for that third lap. But then she comes back. Her final 400 was 61.2 is what I have. And she was just a narrow miss there. Yeah, she needed a 350.0. She goes 350, 37. So number two all time. Um, another sensational performance for faith Kipiagon. I've said it. This, she didn't even need this performance to affirm that she's the greatest women's miler of all time. I think that record is going to come. Obviously, if she has more competition, it would help, but there's just not anybody out here who can run that fast because it's the world record. I remember when Gonzebe DiBaba did it, right? Chanel Price did a great job rabbiting, and Safana Hassan just like latched on and tried to give it a whirl for as long as she could. So she gave DiBaba some company, but you're really going to have to run the last 300 to 400 of this by yourself in most cases. That, that's just how it's going to be. So I hope she gets another shot at it just because the depth of her – like you pull up Faith kip top 10 performances now in the 1500. It is, it is crazy, like looking at her, her, her top 10 um, in this event. I mean she just – she's been really consistent. This is the PB, but by no means do I think she's done in terms of improving her time.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't think she's done either. Um, it did give me memories of uh, the Baba's attempt when she broke it in, back in 2015 it was. I was there. That was fun. Crowd's crowd was going wild for it. And I was like, oh, we might see this again. That uh, was up just short, but, you know, you like that she went for it. She's, you know, oh, yeah. it, she's, in, she's fit and she tried to push the body as far as she can go. And it's always... Um it's great. It's like one of those things where you just always want to know like what is your true, true max? We know that you can win any race you're given. We know you're the best in the world. But what are you when everything is as perfect as possibly can be? And Monaco mm-hmm. does a good job for certain races for that, especially the men's fifteen hundred and the women's fifteen hundred or the mile. And Kibiegon was so close. I think three forty nine is coming. Eventually it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen within the next two to three years. Some I think Kagan, if Safan Hassan gets back into peak peak shape, I think there could be a 349 on the horizon.
0: So this is the this is the top ten. Or this is her yeah, her all time. 350.3, 351, 352, 352, 353, 353, and 353. I mean and a lot of those came in championship races, right? a lot of those came when there were no rabbits and there was a medal on the line and she was still able to bust out a fast time. So it's not as if she's been taking a crack at the world like her only fast times have come in these set up world record attempts. She's able to run fast even when there's not everything, you know, the we we make a big deal out of the lights and stuff, but I mean and and the pacers, but she ran what did she run in Eugene 3529, you know? She can do it on her own. She can do it on her own. But I think yeah. sub three fifty is coming um, for Kip Yagon. It's just a matter of getting trying to get uh, get all the, the pieces together. But that was so close. You know, if they go out maybe a fraction slower, if, instead of going out in fifty nine, they're going out wow. a tiny bit. Sl- like you, you can find a couple tenths of a second in a fifteen hundred meter m- race in a bunch of different spots. So. You do. You run that race back a, a couple other times. She's gonna get it about fifty percent of the time. I think. Um, the problem is there's magic in Monaco, and the meet only happens once a year. Unless there's actual magic. Yeah.
2: There's magic. In well, Monaco? unless you
0: know, we do the Fraser Price race until she can't run ten six anymore, and then we also do the Faith Kipyegon until she gets the world record race. There's a two meet, two event meet at Monaco every Friday.
2: Every Friday. 7 p.m. Wednesday. local time.
0: Whatever today is, let's just keep going. I just love watching her run. It's so much fun to watch her run because if it's a record attempt, she goes for it all out. If it's racing for the gold medal, she's going obviously all out. She's not playing any tactical games. It's just fun to watch her put herself on the line.
2: What would I, what what, what, what have been your reaction if I told you in this race that it was going to be fast with Kipia gun winning? That – the fourth American in the race was going to be Sinclair Johnson. Would you have believed that?
0: Yeah, that was a bit surprising. But if you said Johnson was going to run 402, maybe I would have believed you because this one was... All the attention was on Kip as it should have been. You, you didn't even see the second race. And then I'm watching as they come through. You're trying to do the math in your head. Hey, how fast did that second group run? Well, it turns out McLean Heather McLean comes across 358. She sets a PB. She gets second, and cranny gets third, also in a PB with uh, 359. So you have two American women. I guess McGee ran four flat too. So, but you had two American women getting PBs out of this race. It's hard to run fast in a race like that just because one person is taking up so much of the the pacemaking that's out there. And anybody who tries to go with is probably going to fall back, but two more sub four American women.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, you, we thought, you know, with Shelby being out of the picture for the next four years, like how will the women's 1500 kind of maintain like consistency with, you know, elite women at the top, you know, El period, St. Pierre, she kind of was the person we were looking to. Sinclair Johnson was coming on. But now Heather McLean, who made the Olympics last year, but didn't even make the team this year, is running 358. And when athletes who aren't even making your team, your world team, are able to go out to Diamond League level meets and get second place in them, is a good sign for the health of that event in your country. Because now you got to consider Heather McLean as a factor. Still got to consider Sinclair Johnson. Still got to consider uh, Corey McGee. You got to consider uh, St. Pierre. You got to consider at least Cranny if she decides to dabble in the 1500. Same thing with Krisha Schweizer. You know, it's just like the depth is staying intact, um, which is exciting for the, the future of the event for the U.S. woman.
0: All right, let's go to the men's 200. Where. Noah Lyles ripped around the curve, never looked back, ran 19.46. Meat record, Arian Knighton's second, 19.84. Michael Norman, 19.95. You know the story that that Lyles was telling? I think he told it at at USA's, how he was uh, on his way to go eat. And then he found out about Arian Knighton's 19.49 in April. And then he said, let's turn the car around. We got to go train. You know, whenever I heard that story, I was like, you know, that's a great story, right? Yeah, that's awesome. But you know, sometimes you kind of build those things up when you retell them. I now a hundred percent believe every part of that story for Noah Lyles because <laughs> he is rolling. He is absolutely rolling right now, and it would make sense that you know maybe he took inspiration from how fast his competition was running. But you take what he did at USAs obviously what he did at the world championships and now what he did here in monaco i mean 195 was his pb going into the year and and he just he he's ripped off a 193 and now a 194 with a huge margin of victory a huge margin of victory
2: yeah well before we go into this race specifically did you see the quote that he
1: had in the press conference before or after? Before. No, I didn't. What did he say? Give me a month and the world record will be in my sight.
0: In my sight? That sounds like a Gordon Mack hedge right there. In my sight. <laughs> that sounds like something you would say. They might be find the exact quote. What's, what's the
2: exact quote?
0: In the mix. Uh, yeah, you got to actually get the, get the quote here.
2: Noah Lyles
1: world
0: record. Whoa, I'm Googling right now more good
1: googling. I'm uh ah, I'm not going to find it. I should have came more okay. prepared. Um yeah. Okay. Oh wait. Cole, can you find it? God dang it. I'm ru- I'm ruining the clip.
2: But he said that's I think that's what he said. He said, "Give me yeah, a month clip's over. and I'll have the world record in my site.
0: What's the so, quote? You can't say it might be the quote. That's
2: the
1: quote. That's the quote. That's the quote.
0: Check it, check diamond league, Instagram diamond league. This is this is getting, uh, this I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna turn my, I'm gonna turn my camera off. So I'm not associated with this. Let me see if I can do this. There we go.
2: What do you mean? Turn your camera off.
0: Can you, still, you can still hear me though, right? Okay, Cole, Keep my audio on. All right, good. I just don't want to be associated with this part of the show. You can't bring up a quote and then not have the quote.
2: I know There's. I mean, someone in the chat knows the quote.
0: Someone in the chat, help me out. Help okay. out your boy. Now you're just reaching for a lifeline here.
2: No, he said this. I was trying to, I was doing my due diligence. I was doing research. He said this. God dang it. I thought you were paying attention. You were, what are you doing?
0: Come on. Me? I'm preparing for what I'm going to talk about. And if I have a quote, I just want to, I want to know the exact quote. People are saying you're right, but what's the quote? Because you're the one who introduced all the uh, uncertainty into it. You said he might have said this. No, there
1: is no uncertainty. He said it.
0: Just Okay. All right. All right. I believe you. I believe you. It just would have been helpful to have the exact quote. Okay. Um, Give me a
2: month and the world record will be in my sights. That's the quote. August 9th. Boom. I found it.
0: Okay. Great. All right. But in my sights, in my sights, isn't it already kind of in his sights?
2: I don't know. Last time I said a world record is in potential coming within a time period, I got roasted. So... Let's see You're if same bolt makes a uh, one month 20, what after 21. a month from now.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. One month what doesn't sound as good as twenty four what. I think twenty four yeah, is much better. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he would say that. What's he going to say? I'm going to get slower? No, of course he's going to go for it. Uh, no. It's great. I just think it's. I just think he. He's rekindled you know the form that he had before and and then in, in the beginning part of the season and then now he's far exceeded it like he's gone up another level entirely when you look at again what he did at USAs and how he did it at USAs what he did at Worlds not just in the final worlds but in the semi setting that thing up and then now in in Monaco like he's he is um rolling right now so yes i hope he i hope he races again i hope he see i hope he gets an opportunity to run Fast. Um you know, maybe let's see, Blake's time sitting out there, nineteen two six. Maybe he can shave point oh five off of his time and go to number two all time. Who knows?
1: I mean I think he's ready to rip a fast one in a month at the Diamond League final. I think that's what he's focusing on. And
2: if his new baseline yeah. now is nine fours and nine fives potentially, you know, it's it makes when you are when it's all perfectly
1: together, peak form, great weather. Maybe yeah. he does enter the nine teens. Not my quote though. Don't don't aggregate that and everyone will get mad at me.
2: because I'm really good at angering the internet lately. Do you see that?
0: Let me read the quote. Everyone is mad. So, hold on. Everyone Someone everyone is a quote. big
2: Christian Coleman fan, apparently. Everyone thinks Christian Coleman is the greatest runner that's ever lived. And no one will ever beat him except for, you know, Fred Curley and, you know, uh, Ominyala can beat him. Oh, and, you know, okay.
0: enough. All right. I just want to read the quote. <laughs> Sounds like you're having some issues over there because uh, Preston looked up the whole quote and I want to read it. I was okay, telling people how I didn't think that my peak was going to show at Worlds. I've been saying give me a month and the world record will be in my sights. So thank you, Preston, for looking up the exact Thanks, quote. Preston. Okay. Do you want to talk more about the 200, or do you want to move on to another topic?
2: Uh, I was bummed that Kenny Bednarik wasn't in the race. He was supposed to be, but the injury that he got um, in Hungary didn't allow him to do it because then we could have had the Michael Norman versus Kenny B debate. Norman, he didn't run that well. He got third, but like no one really ran well outside of Noah Lyles. So Third place in this race, I think, is what I would expect from him because Lyles and Knighton are... The two are the best two hundred meter runners in the world. So mm-hmm. based on their times. So uh I do think though Norman, if like he you know, had a couple more two hundreds under his belt,
1: could run with Knighton at least. So you know, he's not gonna touch Lyles, but he could run with Knighton. All right. Fair enough. Well, let's keep We're moving. Here.
0: Uh men's three thousand? You want to jump over to the distance side of things?
2: Yeah, it was flip-flop boom back here and there. Men's three thousand. Uh Man. they were going for a world record, and I was like, really?
0: Yeah.
1: Why are My we
2: God. doing this? What's
0: going on? There's yeah. There's world record attempts and there's world record attempts. And especially in the distance side of things, it's so Great easy sure to call something. Well, Great it's sure true point. though. Right? It, it it gets hyped, and then you can stay on pace for one-third of the race, and in a distance race, sometimes that's a long time and people can just say world record over and over again. But, I mean, Coleman's mark is, is legit. I mean, in Aragad, we paid the price. He went out hard and then faded, uh, got caught by a theory in Diko of Burundi, who ran 7.25.93. I mean, fast time. Don't get me wrong. fast, time. And that's part of the reason why I don't like when there's just so much – world record, world record, world record stuff. It's because then they run, like, the number four time in history or something. And everyone's like, oh, disappointment out in Monaco. And no, that was a great race. And it ended up being a pretty exciting last hundred. On the American side of things, Grant Fisher breaks Bernard Legat's record, uh, American record, and goes 728-48. So Fisher's picking up a lot of records over the last nine months or so. Um, I know. That's what I'm thinking about.
1: You think about indoor 5K the outdoor 10 K Now I have this outdoor three K getting three, three records right this year alone, three American mm-hmm. records.
0: Yeah. The 10, the five and the three
1: and three. Okay. Maybe. I... Could you say that this Nine, is five, the eight. best shape Grant Fisher will ever be in his career this
0: year? <laughs> Wait, the best shape he'll be in his career this year?
2: No. Do you think do this mean? year when he, when all is said and done, when we look back on his career, however long it is, that the twenty twenty two season where he broke the five K, ten K, and three K American records was
1: his optimal peak shape. We lost we lost Kevin. There you go. No, I'm optimal
0: here. sorry, my kid my kid walked in the room. Um no? I think he can get You faster. don't think so? No, I think he can Because I think it
2: potentially could be his best fitness year. And if that's true, it makes you look at his two finishes in the world 10K and the world 5K as like, man, was this his best shot? Was this the year for him to actually get the medal? And is it only going to get harder from here on out?
0: Yeah, but it doesn't really okay. matter. It's like you could be—he could be in a little bit worse shape next year. But the way the last four hundred meters breaks differently, yeah. and he gets silver or wins a thing, he was in the mix. I think he's in the area now where he's going to—if he stays in that vicinity—he's going to get a medal just based on the fact that it. A lot of that stuff just breaks down to on the day, and if he keeps being in the mix, he's going to get a medal. Eventually, but there's no reason to believe this year he'd be vastly superior than what he can do next year. The year after he's still pretty young.
1: Yeah. Would you, if you're Fisher, would you rather have these three records or one bronze medal medal in 2022? Metal. Metal. Yeah. I think I would rather have the three records, three records, is the, the records, fun. the records is cool, but you can't wear your records can wear your medal. Who wears a freaking medal? Come on. No one wears I, a medal. I would.
0: I would have shown would wear up to the Wild medal. Duck. I would have shown up to the Wild Duck with my medal. With the medal I around were. your neck? Yeah. I mean, I'm not cool, and I don't care. So I would have been like, this is amazing. They gave me a medal right after I finished. Did you guys see that over at Hayward Field over there? Uh, I got a World Championship medal.
1: I don't think you would. I don't think you would walk around with the medal around your neck.
0: I 100% would. No,
1: you wouldn't. A
0: world championship You wouldn't level? need
2: to. People would know who you were without the medal, and people would know that you won care. or got top three or whatever.
0: Do you know how cool it must feel to be top three in the world in something? Just anything. And with track, you have a physical marker of acknowledging like Like the third best guy in accounting in the world doesn't walk around with an accounting medal. They don't they don't give those out. You Actually – even. In, even even in basketball or football they don't get, get the third best wide receiver doesn't get to walk around with a medal track is in a unique place where you get this physical marker of where you stand so i would absolutely put it on display
2: you said there's not medals for accounting um, the other day espn2 is... no espn2 was live streaming an excel world championships where they had the Are best people who do Excel V mix lookups, all that like Excel <laughs> competitions, and they were yeah, last yeah, year. Pivot tables, so pivot okay. tables, all that good stuff, filters. So you well, might be able to get a medal in
0: accounting, and they're definitely wearing a medal. They're Cole, wearing. Would you wear medal. a medal around, uh, Colt? You're an impartial observer. Would you wear a medal?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't know. I kind of on Gordon's side for this one. I think. I think. I agree with you, Kevin. That yes, you, Kevin, would wear the medal if you got one. Yes,
0: thank you, thank you, thank you. What if you were the third best uh, improv uh, comedian in, oh, in in Texas?
2: So shameful, so shameful. I would <laughs> definitely not wear that.
0: You wouldn't want to. Like, I just don't
2: even think like like I bet you, Michael Phelps only puts on one of his medals when he's asked to do it. I don't think he's ever put he on a million his medal of them. voluntarily.
0: There's a million of them, and they're cool. They're used to winning. I'm talking about me, not used to winning. It would be awesome. Grant Fisher, of course, wouldn't do it. The reason why I would take the medal over the the records, right, though, is the permanence of it. Someone could come Mm. along next year. Like Woody Kincaid could break some of those records, or Abdi Nur could come along and break some of those records. And then can you name the top five right now in the men's 10,000 all time? I mean, it, it very uh, quickly. Yeah. rap is probably. It very there. quickly changes. Yeah. yeah. It's cool for a moment. Like it's cool for a moment. And if you happen to have a record that lasts, it's awesome. But there's no guarantee that it's going to last. And then you just became a name on a list, basically. Fast name on a list, but that, that's what you are. All right. Let's move on. Men's High Hurdles. Uh Redemption for Grant Holloway. 12.99 too. Set a season's best here in a, a fast race. Again, I think the story of this meet, Gordon was depth across the board in a lot of these, especially these um, these sprint races. Um, but Holloway, he had the issue with the final two hurdles in his last meet in Hungary. This time, uh, he holds off the field and goes 12.99 seconds. Again, hadn't been under 13 this season. So that's one of the fastest times. Of his career. Trey Cunningham right there. 13.03. And then Hansel Partsman third in
2: 13.08. Yeah. I mean, this is what Grant Hall was capable of. I don't think either of you ever thought that his upset was a sign of a, a downturn. That was more of a blip. And I still think he is waiting to give us at least one 12.8 attempt. You know, whether it's going to be a fast 12.8. And flirt with the world record or a slow 12-8 and be like a twelve eighty eight, eighty nine. 89 yeah we'll see but he's he's coming in the form he's the best hurdler in, in the world no but he just gets upset sometimes <laughs> that's just who he is he's the that's... best who occasionally loses loses that's Grant Holly. unless yeah. it's the indoor 60 he ain't losing as <laughs> yeah, i'm
0: saying as opposed to, as opposed to the indoor hurdles, when he never loses, never has lost, and we are sure that he never will lose again. It is weird when you contrast it to that. I, yeah, I still think, I mean, because he's running 1281, he's got that other level. It's just a matter of, is he going to be able to pull it out this year? Right? Like, because those last two hurdles, they obviously looked better than the last meet. But I think he's still got – He he's done those last two hurdles better before, right? We've all seen him run quicker off those last two. So – and he's also a guy who – the competition is great, and it's pushed him to fast times before. But he also ran his 12.81 in a semi. So he doesn't really need to have competition to run fast because he gets out of the blocks and he's not really looking around at anybody. He doesn't need to catch up to anybody just by the nature of how he runs those races.
2: I feel like Grant Holloway might just have the Continental Tour curse because when he's at Diamond mm. Leagues, World Championships, USA Championship-type races, he, he he wins.
0: He's rolling, and When huh? he's
2: at Continental Tours, like the NYC Grand Prix okay. and the Hungry Meet, he gets second.
0: Interesting. Stay away
2: from Continental Tours, Grant. That's, we'll to that's how he fixes into that.
0: problem. <laughs> that's it. Let's go through the rest of these results. If there's an event you want us to talk about and you're watching live on YouTube, you can put it in the chat as Love well.
2: Chat. chat, thanks for joining, by the way.
0: Appreciate you. Hello to the chat. Um, they're probably not paying attention to what we're talking about. Women's steeple. That was the last week. get at you. 906. Uh, Coburn was in the mix there for a while. She ends up uh, getting a season's best, but faded back to uh, fourth in 907. Let's see. Uh men's three we talked about women's four hundred, China Miller Weibo just cruised here forty-nine twenty-eight. Um Candace McLeod, McCloud, forty-nine eighty seven. So two sub fifties in there, but it was all Miller Weibo Kevin um, from, from the get go.
1: Do you yeah. think Sydney was supposed to be in this race? Well, there was a 400 hurdle race, so it was either that one. Or this one. Or this one, yeah. Do you think why – why do not you think – so Sydney
2: was here. She went to the meet, and she was watching it. Has she given a quote of why she didn't
0: decide to run? I did not see a quote of why she didn't run. We talked about this before, though. If she's running the 400 hurdles, it doesn't matter where she's running. Yeah, she's no, winning, she's going to be fine, but it would have been nice – I mean, let's just oh, do a little great. Bit of the just
2: fantasy that. and imagination. What do you think would have happened if Sydney was in that 400 with Shawnee Miller-Wabo, who ran 49.2. It's a good time, good open time. Yeah. She probably wanted more. How do you think Sydney would have done in that race? Do you think she would have beat
0: think I think she can run faster than 49.2, obviously. Agreed. But I also yeah. think Shawnee Miller-Wabo could have ran faster than that if someone was in the race with her. So I yeah. think it would have been real close. I think I would probably just give the edge to Miller Weibo this, in this specific race just because she's been running it more often this year. Um, if this was a year in the future or if we can go back in time and Sydney's, like, running 400 races to get ready for this. But I would get maybe just a slight edge to Miller Weibo, but it certainly would have been faster.
1: yeah. I think Sydney would have won. I would also think it would have been faster. But I'm also like,
2: I don't know. I think, I think I need to like reexamine my brain
1: because I agree. for some reason I think a lot of
0: people would agree with that.
1: I don't know what it is, but I'm just realizing this right now. Shawnee Miller Weibo and Steven Gardner.
2: I always just have like. A, a doubt like oh no they're going to cuz I was all on a Paulino beating um Shawnee at, at Worlds that didn't happen. Yeah, Stephen Gardner, I was always like in on Norman or whoever else. I was like oh, no but again Gardner shows up and wins. So there's something about quarter-milers from the Bahamas where I'm like doubting all <laughs> the time. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm like just yeah, there's something there's something that wired correctly in my head when it comes to elite quarter milers from the Bahamas because I think Sydney would have beat Shawnee Miller but maybe I would be completely wrong in that Miller would beat Sydney like you said. I
0: mean, I mean I I do think there's something wrong in your head. It doesn't particularly specifically refer to this situation though, and I think most people would agree with me about that. But I don't I mean it's a it's a crazy hypothetical. So it's you can't get mad either way. It's not like an open yeah. and shut case of like who would clearly win. I mean we saw what City does when there's hurdles in the way, and we saw what she did in a four-by-four in a four split, but we also know what Miller Weibo's PV is, and we also know that she won this race going away. It would have been awesome to see it. I wish we would have seen it. My feeling was she was going to – the choice wasn't between a Formula Hurdle race in Hungary or a Open 400 in Monaco. I think it was four Hurdles in one of the two places, and she chose the one in Hungary. So I think that's what we were going to see. Regardless, but yeah, It's just—if we never get to see those two, it's gonna be—it's gonna be a bummer. Um, and I don't think it we looks will. Like that might be the case, because yeah, because way is moving to the other events, so yep. that sucks. Yeah, yep, that's unfortunate. That's a big bummer.
1: Um All right, it is—it's a bummer. It
2: is a bummer.
0: I mean, and it would be great. World Championships, Olympics, it would be great. But also it just would have been – it's cool in in a Diamond League. Just at least give us a Diamond (laughs) League where they're both going for it because it would be fun to see what they could push themselves to do against each other.
1: Another question for you, Kevin. How's my Sage Hurta as the next Kate Grace take looking? Well,
0: some more and more people are saying it. More and more but she ran one fifty seven. She lost Natalia Ghoul. I mean I guess 1, oh. didn't Kate Grace go on a roll after you know late season? Well she was winning everything. So not I guess not quite but she got second in and I'm sure uh in some of those races. So not quite a full like a full Kate Grace, but yeah, it was uh a, a good run for Herda. Ghoul held on pretty quick time, considering you didn't have Mora and Hodgkinson, and a thing Mo in there to pull the pace along.
1: So Hurta, I think, is the one who's gonna be the biggest
2: benefactor of a thing Mo's world title because now they get four, so you take Mo off the list. And when you look outside of Rogers and and Wilson. I, I think Herda is the first one in line. Yeah, there's Allie Wilson. There's Baker. There's the, the young kids who are in college now who might come out and run fast. But yeah, I think uh, Sage Herda is in line to make her first world team in 2023 in the women's 800.
0: Mm. Still betting big on that. I like it. I, like I bet big everywhere, man. Yeah. Go on. It's how, you, it's how you live your life. Okay. Uh, we talked about the high hurdles. Talked about the women's. Fifteen, women's men's 100. thousand, oh, men's thousand. What a classic! I mean, listen, the Monaco Diamond League meet should always have the men's fifteen or the men's mile. Like, what are we doing? That should be a staple. Just like there's the Bowman Mile, there's the Dream Mile. There's there's these meets that have to have that distance. Monaco should should be one of them. You get Ingebrigtsen. That's even if you don't, you're going to get somebody to show up and run a fast time. I don't know why we have to do a thousand, and especially we're doing a thousand in a year where there's not really a captivating eight hundred. This would have been great in Rudisha's prime. If you want to see Rudisha run a thousand, sign me up. That'd be amazing. I'm all for it. Brazier 2019, Prime Brazier. I'm cool. Let's go. Let's have him race uh, against the 1500 meter champion. That'd be exciting. Timothy Cherry versus Brazier in a thousand. I'm I'm all about it. But, like, this year of all years, I don't know why we're doing a 1,000. I mean, cool, Jake Whiteman won. This race was weird because was Marco Arop the rabbit? They made it sound like he was the rabbit, and he was ahead by a whole bunch uh, when the first rabbit stepped off. It looked like he might actually win the race, uh, end up get, getting passed by Whiteman. I, I think if he wasn't the rabbit, he could have won because he would have just sat back and could have kicked, but he was out there all by himself. Whiteman was kind of all by himself on an island. I wanted a 1,500 or a mile.
2: You know what I said about the men's 800? It's like, it's not good. It's so bad that it's now ruining the appearance of other meets, other races. Other
0: events, yeah. The men's
2: 800 sabotaged the Monaco 1500, turned it into a (laughs) 1K, and then we got, you know, a good time. Like, Whiteman, it's awesome. You know, rebounding from the Commonwealth loss. You know, he's shown that he's still in good form. But he's in a, you know, I'm not going to wake up for the ninth Best 1K ever. That doesn't get me up in the morning. What gets me no, up in the I morning just... is watching, you know, crazy 328 to 326 1500s where everyone is throwing down massive PBs, is what you normally would get in a 1500 in Monaco. But, you know, I just 800 keeps coming for us, even it's now intr- intruding on other events. Awful.
0: Well, Whiteman's not an 800 guy. Well, he can do both. but I know, it's but the 1, reason
2: why they did a 1K is because all the 800 guys are like, no one wants to watch our race anymore, so we're just going to join the 1500 and call it a 1K. That's what mm-hmm. happened.
0: But how many of those guys were really 800 guys? AROP, Murphy, yeah, Kastassi, most of them. Hobble, Hopple,
2: Josh Murphy, AROP, Casey. Uh, it was a
0: bunch. Rotich. Josh Thompson. Thompson Robert. was in there, though.
1: Career um, was there. Yeah. Oh, Career was
0: there? He got
1: yeah. last not last it was basically an 800 that they turned this into a 1k and added
2: a couple of 1500 meter guys and the 800 so bad a... that the 1500 meter guys win it it's <laughs> like come on this is a comic if they're gonna do a one comical race
0: you tell them at the 800 meter mark that it's a 1k i think mean, that's what you do yeah so winski was out there pacing again yeah that would be a, a great with idea
2: him. for a race
0: and then and then At when the Swincki stepped meter off, mark. did a great job. And then AROP was just by himself. And then there was a huge gap. And those white men who was by himself. It was a weird race.
2: Kevin, you just gave me the greatest idea for the most exciting
1: race to ever happen. You get a bunch of 800 to 3K guys. You don't tell them how long
2: the race is. You just say it's going to be longer than 800. And at the 700 meter mark, you mm-hmm. tell them the actual distance that they're running. So you can risk it and hope that it's going to be, you can gamble and be like, oh, I think I'm running yeah. a 1K. You can be conservative thinking it's going to be like a, a mile or a 2K. And so there's a lot of strategy because you just, you're going to risk it. And so how great would it be to see a, a bunch of runners go out hard and then realize, oh, crap. Like I'm not gonna be able to hold on to this. That'll be fun. I want to see that the unknown race where you find out the distance you're running Mystery. halfway through the race.
0: Mystery race. Might be Mystery easier race. to predict than the actual eight hundred.
2: What's that <laughs> That's called? That's
0: true. There was he said it might be easier to predict than the actual eight hundred. Yes. True. What, I mean, some of these Yeah, you look at what was the I I'm I'm mixing up the two. Was it Salisa or was it the one in Hungary where they went out. The rabbit went out in '52, and no one went with them. Yeah. And I'm thinking, guys, are you just doing this? To is this like are you guys in on the bit? Because like, that's what's going <laughs> on. It's it's kind of funny at this point. I'm I'm kind of starting to enjoy it because it's just it's so strange what's been happening um, in these races. I just don't. Mystery don't race get it. would be
1: so much fun. And then, like, yeah. you know. It's like you're
2: watching poker. You know what other people's hands are, but they don't know each other's hands. And then you know, sure, like, sure. oh, he's bluffing. He's not, you know. Or you tell one runner the actual distance they're running and no one knows who knows yeah. it. And so you're trying to like look at people's body language and be like, do you know the real distance? And everyone's trying to figure yeah. it out. It's like a game of Clue. I want to put the game of yeah. Clue and turn it into a track meet. That's what I want.
0: That doesn't really have much to do with Clue. Um, but... The- <laughs> The other part of what you said kind of made sense. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Someone asked about how Hobbs Kessler did. I mean, he got you, can, you just you can't read much into a thousand. Yeah, he got eight two sixteen. That's solid, middle of the pack. But and it's good experience for him to go to Monaco. I just I would think if you're on Team Hobbs Kessler and you have a chance to go to Monaco, like it'd be awesome to get a fifteen a fast fifteen hundred meter performance under your belt now in that reality yeah in that reality then well that's really 331 Be quick maybe he's not able to get into that race because there's so many people who want to get in but i just don't get in general the men's 1500 right now is really deep you could put together a a pretty solid field with any number of guys so that's why
2: i uh, do think the factor is that commonwealth just happened right then europeans is coming up and a lot of the Top fifteen hundred meter runners yep, but... who are in Commonwealth and Europeans, they kind of didn't want they wanted something different. Like we'll do one K. That's what I think why.
0: Sure, I mean, but then why did you the championship Okay, up. but I mean they still ran other events though. I know. Yeah. I guess they ran a three thousand though and not a five thousand. Maybe maybe that is part of it. Europeans are coming up too. Uh question for Colt in the chat from Jordan Colt you there still
1: I'm here what's up
0: uh Jordan wants to know what does Colt think about the state of the economy oh it's
2: pretty bad I mean I don't know what else do you want me to say it's pretty bad
0: should the economy hydrate more
2: yeah 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 no Powerade just Gatorade for the economy
0: (laughs) how great would it be
2: if like a politician's like we just need to hydrate (laughs) if we just hydrate the country will come together.
0: <laughs> I have a three point plan. One hydration. Two, hydration.
2: Two and three, uh, good footwear.
0: Yeah. Colt's gonna be in charge of the Fed soon. It's gonna be great. That'll be great. Ooh boy. Anything else in the chat? Or anything else you wanna talk about with Monaco, Gordon?
1: Um No, it was good. it was fun meet. I enjoyed it. Um It's exciting when like
2: you kind of go into... I was honestly going into post-worlds, kind of be like, I feel like it's just not going to be exciting. I was going in with a negative attitude. You shouldn't do that. shouldn't go into things with negative attitudes. But I was, if I'm being honest. But I'm being happily surprised. You know, we're getting upsets. We're getting, like, great performances by Shelly Ann. Like, it's a mix and match. Seeing Grant Fisher break the American record, that was fucking awesome. So, like, there's just a lot of you know uniqueness that's happening. I'm just embracing it. Commonwealth games was fun. Seeing that men's fifteen hundred and the women's eight hundred, that was cool. cool.
1: So yeah. yeah. I'm excited for Europeans. I want to see a white yeah, man versus still- Ingeberts Revenge. I want to see them like
2: go to the well. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, and you still got Lausanne, still got the Diamond League finals. There's still a couple of continental out there, so there's meats available if these athletes want to run fast. Uh, Lewis in the chat can no Lyles break nine three this season. Absolutely, absolutely, you can break nine three this season.
2: You mean 19 three,
0: 19 three, not nine three. So don't put me on a song, Bolt. My bad, my bad, my bad. Actually, do uh, <laughs> Jordan says, Thank you, Colt, for the economic advice. Um. I just looked at the Rest Dow zone.
2: Jones. It's up 500 points today.
0: After Colt said that. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Clearly they've been hydrating in Wall Street right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone asked about men's high hurdles. Yeah, we talked about men's high hurdles. I forgot when, but midway through. Tampico says the sub pod, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's on Gordon. You got to get Gordon uh, on your wait, side. Wait, 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 What? It's on me? Right.
1: It's on, on Friday?
0: Friday?
1: Well, Friday we're doing Friday. a normal pod.
0: Why well, I know, but after that we do the sub pod.
1: Yeah, let's
2: do it Friday. Or do you want to wait? A cold, week? are
0: you available? Yeah. No, I should be let's afraid. do it now. We're, we're okay, all yeah, right. we'll do
2: it Friday. And uh, should we just we'll read cold, all cold. of the athletes and athlete fans who are just very upset that I have an opinion and my reaction to it? It seems I got like some you want fun to talk emails, about man. This? I got some fun emails.
0: Your email? Did your did your email address leak? How did that happen?
2: I I mean, you can guess it. It's my name at Flow Sports. <laughs> it's
0: not that hard to figure out. You can guess it
2: if you know my first and last name. You can figure it out. Um, I don't.
0: Did people want to hear that on the subpod? If so, you could do a solo. That's that's fine.
2: No, no, I want to hear. You know, there's been a lot of people who are tweeting like pro Kevin things. They're like, I just want everyone to know. This is not towards Kevin. This is a Gordon only. There's situation. not
0: no stop. There's not been a single tweet that says that. No, I,
2: you don't understand. I've seen. I've looked, and I've seen. We're not talking about you, Kevin. You you do your best to kind of to keep Gordon in line. So There's you're doing a good job at you know presenting yourself as the good guy in this situation. I'm taking all. I don't even know.
0: Uh, to be honest, I don't even know what uh, what the issue is. But I'm you are upset to like
1: about me. Christian Coleman. Not being in my top five.
0: Got it. Okay. Again. You're really upset it's with the to wordage
2: be. of the tweet, but like, whatever. Use your brain. It's not that big of a deal, it's, guys. Christian Coleman is just great. A great runner. People love me. Just not in 2022.
0: Interesting. So you that's agree. what you want to talk about in the sub pod again? Or we've already done that, right? Know. You already did that. Dude, I is was, this a thing that happened when I was gone? This happened when I was gone, right? Yeah, I did it when you were gone. I was in the office the other day
2: and someone came into the office to visit. And the first thing he said to me, was like, Gordon, I saw your Christian Coleman take. How about that? I was like, oh my God.
0: Wait, who? No, it's you're not making that big of a up. deal. This didn't happen. Who, who came it in? It did happen. Who is, is there a person I you know? I don't want
2: to. You know the person. Yes. You know the person. Okay. You don't know them personally, but you know the person.
0: And they're employed by? They're not the same employed company by
1: no, we just okay. know them. It's a colleague. Okay. Friend, colleague. Yeah, they have to Wait,
0: If they're a colleague, that, okay. No well, I'm colleague so can mean one's... like,
2: you know, friend, I don't know, like all right, industry all right. colleague. Industry colleague.
0: Okay. Well, listen. AMM says Gordon has great takes in the chat. So there you go. You have a hey, supporter there. My I thing think that is. My... Here's my thing. The whole Word "elite" is just so vague, and kind of takes on this sort of ridiculous emphasis, especially in the terms of sports talk. Right? There's all these uh, "which quarterback is elite," "which not." Well, it's like, well, obviously they're all elite, right? If we talk yeah. about professional athletes, because by very definition they're elite. You know, you do rankings all the time. I do rankings all the time. They're put in order, right? Of this is the person you believe is number one, two, and everybody can always get like mad about where they're at but um that's kind of part of discussing sports i think you're right it's just the way you word the stuff on the people see a headline and they react to a headline and then you put stuff in all caps and it's like makes it seem more dramatic but i think if you're saying this is a top five this is this would be my order i think people would have a different reaction it is strange though like your top tier like you have Seville, right? And I, listen, I love Seville. Seville was the guy that's going to get me because they going to win our bet. But it is like interesting that you have him up there. But
2: well, he got fourth. He, that's so I was like, he did. He did. And oh, Omanyala have to tell me twice. has the unique situation that he didn't get a full, honest effort because he got there late. And Omanyala beat Fred Curley this year, beat the freaking world champion. So those are my five the top three Seville, Omanyala. Coleman yeah. was in it until this past week, <laughs> you know, so.
0: Well, and, and again, I think if it's like, hey, this is my top five right now. People react differently than if you say this person has been eliminated from. They're no longer elite because I think people read elite people as feelings
2: hurt too easily.
0: So well, like, come on. I'm guys. trying to. Gordon is the epitome of hard, by the way, this guy, let me tell you, he's tough. It's just—it's—it's it's not it's been that four serious. weeks since he hasn't fallen off his bike. No, I listen. It's
2: not that serious, guys. It's no, I'm—I'm I'm trying.
0: I'm trying to understand is what I'm trying to understand here. Well, what, yeah. what, what the cause of this issue was? If people are stopping you um, in buildings and wanting to talk about it. All right,
1: is that now, it? This guy. Oh, there's
0: a,
2: this guy's up. Yeah, he's, he's turning it into a meme. He
0: summarized, he summarized it for you there.
2: I mean, the Bolt record one, he's a, he has a point on that one. I, that was – I did get that one very wrong. But the other two, they're not cold takes yet. The Lane take doesn't cash until three years from now, and the Coleman take doesn't cash, I guess, until the next two years or so. Well,
0: and he's phrasing it in a – you just said not in the top tier. You're, yeah. you're, not, you're not saying what he said right there.
2: Well, I used the word remove, and people don't
1: like that word, remove.
2: But I did. I removed them from my top tier.
1: He's in the B tier now. House, that's, I mean, that's I, like, are you gonna do tiers for everybody? Yeah. Maybe we'll do a tier podcast. I'll do tiers at the end
2: of the, do, at the end of like the track season. i like, are these in the tiers? They're, Here's the, tiers.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've explained, I've explained my issue with um, the word elite. My issue with tiers, especially in track and field, is they run the race.
1: You can see them compete against each other. Right? So it's not that hard
0: to figure out the tiers.
1: But it is hard in
2: certain events where like the 800 where the tiers change constantly.
0: Okay. That's – the 800 this year – no, but on the women's side, it would be easy. In the the women's side, you have have a – very clear. Top, t- you have a. In most events, you could organize it like who can win gold, who could get a medal, and who could make a final. That's how you could break it down, right? And and if you break it down that way, it's pretty clear at the end of the season who's in what tier because you literally had the race. You don't have to guess. Tiers are preseason. That's fine. Or the you know one meet in when someone hasn't shown up yet, or maybe they've run an off event. That's different. But like. We don't – in track, you don't really need to do that as much because they are literally run the race and compete against each other. So it's like, do Bromel and Bracy belong in the same tier? Absolutely, because the last three times they've raced, they've been separated by a fraction of a second. Like that is not hard to figure out, right? You don't need to guess. There's nothing controversial there. Well, like in team sports, when a team from the AFC hasn't played a team from the NFC, Right? Or you're ranking quarterbacks, and there's all sorts of variables because they don't all have the same receivers or offensive line, then it might be different. But they're literally lining up next to each other and racing against each other. And if they're not racing against each other and you're just guessing, then it's like, well, let's just not even worry about that person yet because we don't have any results from them. They need to show up and run. That's my thought on tiers.
1: That was a great TED talk. It was a great tier talk. I appreciate it. Is that the podcast? I've
0: been ignoring the chat because I flipped over the chat and someone says, Gordon and Kevin are ignoring us. They could weigh in on the soundness of the male-female 110-meter exhibition idea. I'm not seeing what it is because I was just doing my TED Talk about (laughs) tears, and now I can't find it.
2: We need like a full-time chat reader who can like tell us what's going on. Okay, here it is. I want to give you eye contact, Kevin. Yeah.
0: Here's Ian. Diamond League should organize a one ten meter for men and women for us to see whether they can break sub ten and sub eleven, respectively.
1: Okay. That's what it is. One
0: ten? Like a just a completely new race?
1: Like a
2: one ten flat and see if they can break ten seconds.
0: Yeah. And then oh okay, it could break eleven I think that's what it is. got it
2: oh, yeah that'll be kind of cool, just like extend yourself and make it just you gotta break this solid ten point oh or eleven point oh I'll be cool. round numbers sell.
0: round numbers sell
2: round numbers do sell yeah, that's true sub two marathon sub four mile sub two minute eight hundred mm-hmm. it sells sub ten yep, but now sub ten means nothing because everyone can do it. So let's make it harder to do yeah yeah i'll watch fred curly run a 110 flat to see if he could break 10 seconds i would watch that for sure
0: be cool to see who yeah. really shines that last 10 and who falls apart
2: there's your there's sh- who can shine in the last 10 that's the
0: that's the, motto or the tag all right this
2: podcast is off the rails <laughs> It's like a yeah,
0: hundred. This hold on. This has been across. What if what the if they get while.
2: to eighty? What if they get to eighty meters and then they tell them how long, much longer the race is? <laughs> what if it's like a one ten or one
0: twenty five? The tagline should be "It's like the hundred, but longer." That would sell tickets. Ooh. Yeah, it's like the hundred. Yeah, sort of the one ten. It's this new thing. It's all the talk.
2: <laughs> you call it the sub ten challenge, I guess, is what they would be. Yeah, sub ten challenge or something.
0: Yeah. I like it. All
2: right. We'll workshop it. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. We'll see you guys Friday
1: morning, 9 a.m. Until then.
2: Thanks, Cole.